0: My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. So what kind of person are you? Are you a live-in-the-past kind of person or an always-looking-ahead kind of person? And if I had to guess, I would imagine not too many of us are actually live-in-the-moment kind of people. And why is that, I wonder? I suppose a lot of it has to do with our age and our stage in life. For example, my oldest daughter is looking ahead toward college soon. She's always been a can't wait until what's next kind of gal anyway, but I suppose this season of life amplifies that tendency. But then even she has been reminiscing about some especially special seasons of friendship and experiences that happened in the past. And I don't know about you, but I'm so ready for this pandemic season to pass. It's in the midst of all of this that Jeremy Camp actually released his song, Keep Me In The Moment, and we will use it to inspire us to explore scripture and refocus our hearts and minds and souls on our amazing Heavenly Father. But before we get to all of that, let's listen. Singing, miss it you know we could actually be missing it we could be missing what God has for us because we're too busy looking ahead or stuck in the past and either way I just couldn't shake remembering what Psalm 103 teaches us in verse 15 when it says as for man his days are like grass he flourishes like a flower of the field for the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place knows knows it no more So, it doesn't really matter whether we live in the past, present, or future. It will be short lived. And there is so much that God can do through us if He can just keep us in the moment. In fact, there's so much He's already done for us. And it's so easy to live in the what ifs of the past or the what ifs of the future. What if I hadn't said that? What if this happens in the future? Of course, I'm not talking about a lack of planning here. I I have a bunch of what-ifs running around in my mind, too. You know, my daughter's going to be a senior in high school this year. What if she can't have any of the traditional senior experiences because of COVID? That's my big what-if of the moment. Fairly shallow compared to many of you who have life-altering what-ifs in your mind and in your life today. And that is why it's good for us to refocus on the Lord. Our days are like grass, but God, well, He's so different And that's when I was led this week to consider the opposite. And that is a Bible interaction tool exercise that I like to use. I call these exercises Bites, and this is a simple one, but so good. We're starting with our fleeting life and considering the opposite of that. And this psalm will help us refocus on God as our opposite. He is our constant. He is not fleeting. He is eternal. And so we're going to focus in on that. We're going to read Psalm 103 together this week, the whole thing In context, another bite, Uh, stop reading your Bible one verse at a time. There's so much more to discover when you consider larger chunks or even smaller chunks in light of the whole of Scripture. If you get easily overwhelmed, uh, the Psalms are a really good place to go because to read a Psalm in context just means you have to read the entire psalm. It doesn't help you to read psalms around it. It doesn't doesn't shed light on it. Each psalm is a song or a poem, and it's encapsulated in itself. So let's do that this week. Let's read Psalm 103. And verse 1 begins like this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So this psalm follows another one of my bites, which is start with God. And I've been studying in Ephesians lately um, and some other letters from Paul, actually, and many of them, many, most of his letters starts by blessing God and blessing the Lord is just offering up adoration and worship. It rightly places us on our knees before a holy God and it reorients us from our relentless focus on self to our ardent devotion to God. And in this moment, let all that is within me bless his holy name. Let my hangups and my hopes, my thoughts and my feelings, my entire being in this moment, let all that is within me bless his holy name. So verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. If you're going to live in the past, this is the past that I encourage you to live in. If you're going to rehearse anything, let it not be your past mistakes, but rather all that the Lord has done for you. So let's use the bite of making a list here. What are God's benefits? It says, forget not all his benefits. So what are they? And they begin in verse 3. that He forgives all of our iniquities. Our sins are forgiven. He Number two, he heals all your diseases. Whether on earth or in eternity, he is the great physician and he heals. Uh, number three, he redeems your life from the pit. <laughs> Yes and amen. He redeems you. He buys you back from this pit that's going to suck you down and keep you in a place that he doesn't want you to be. He redeems you. And the pit, of course, is, is dug often by our own sin. But number four, he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. In a world of so much unknown and uncertainty, God's love is steadfast and reliable and number five, he satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Consider that metaphor there that that you can um, that you will be satisfied and renewed. So forget not these benefits, David tells us here. Rehearse this list is my suggestion. Write it out on a sticky note or an index card. Read this list out loud. And in fact, that's another bite. reading scripture out loud. Use the bite of turning these benefits into a prayer, a prayers of of adoration and thanksgiving. So adoration is, I praise you, God, because you are. And thanksgiving is, I thank you, God, for what you've done. And so you might say something like, I praise you, God, because you are forgiving. Thank you for forgiving all of my iniquity. I praise you, God, because you are healer. I thank you for healing my diseases. I praise you, God, because you are Redeemer. I thank you for redeeming my life from the pit. Guide me as I walk in this newness of life. I praise you, God, because you are merciful and loving. And thank you for your steadfast love and mercy. I praise you, God, because you renew. Thank you for satisfying me with good so that I can experience renewal. And if we move on to verse 6, we can see more benefits. Uh, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. That, that particular phrase is used so often here and in other Psalms. But here are some more benefits to add to our list. He works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Uh, this is a benefit from the Lord. Uh, number two, he, he makes himself known, he doesn't hide. He made known his ways to Moses. He made known his acts to the people of Israel. And then we have those recorded for our benefit as well. God the Son did that as well in the New Testament. He made known his ways and his acts are recorded for all who will believe. Another one is the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Let's, let's talk about considering the opposite. That's another bite that I use sometimes. So what is the opposite of merciful? Well, the opposite of merciful could be harsh or unsympathetic. But we don't have a God that, that, that is that way. He is merciful. Uh, the opposite of slow to anger could be quick to outrage or impatient But that's not who he is. He is uh, gracious and slow to anger. The opposite of abounding in steadfast love could be limited or conditional affection and care. But he doesn't have conditional affection. He has steadfast love, abounding in steadfast love. So, uh, I love just utilizing those uh, Bible interaction tools of considering the opposite and making a list and rehearsing and saying it out loud. These are all things that you can do on your own as you begin to process this psalm, other psalms, and other places in scripture. But let's keep reading. Verse 9 He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. I I think sometimes we can get into a place where we... um. Have buzzwords or themes that really resonate with us. Uh, biblical liter- literacy or um, reading the Bible or understanding the Bible. That's a buzzword for me. Every time my pastor says, read your Bible, I'm like, woohoo. And, you know, obviously that's just something I'm very dedicated to and I'm focused on and I'm thinking about all the time. And so, if I, um, and that's good, right? But if I miss out on the rest of the story of, of what he's trying to teach, then perhaps I'll, I'll miss another aspect of my Christian walk. And so, I, I, I think back to this verse that we just read a few moments ago about the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Yes, and amen. But we're all oppressed by our sin. We're all oppressed. Yes, some of us uh, are oppressed by outside forces, um, and some of some of us have oppression depending on our um, uh, our race, or our status, or our poverty level, or our position, or our um, our sex, or our you know. There's so many different ways that we can be oppressed, but. Uh, If we focused in on that, on this buzzword of today of justice uh, over oppression, which God absolutely is over that, then we'll miss out on all that he says here because he does not deal with us or our oppressors. Thank you enough for uh, according to our sins. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. I really wish we had time to sit and meditate on this for a while. In fact, uh, that's another bite that you can try on your own. Let this truth really resonate in your mind and soul. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Do you think that his love is limited to uh, the Milky Way or the or the galaxies that we have discovered even beyond the Milky Way? If you've studied that at all, of course not. This is just a way of trying to help us understand um, how vast his love is and how limitless his love is. He's not trying to say it goes up to that point up there. It means it means the heavens are so. Are so uh, uh, eternal and limitless that we, that His love is that high, that great, toward those His steadfast love toward those who fear Him. Think about that. Let let the truth about our sin roll around in your mind a bit. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. He could be keeping a record of wrongs. He'd be keeping a list and then say, okay, this this is the penalty. And of course, we all know the penalty is death. But what does it say? As far as the east is from the west is how far he removes our transgressions from us. Come, Come back to this moment, my friend. If you've placed your trust and faith in Christ Jesus as your Savior, this is for you. And if you haven't surrendered yet, what are you waiting for? Stop living in the trench of regret over your past failures and mistakes. Rather than anger and punishment, we receive love so great, it is inadequately described when you use a word such as as high as the heavens, the Milky Way and beyond. It's, it's above the earth. This is the greatness of God's love. And the two directions that will never touch as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he removes our transgressions from us. Meditate on that this week. Let that sink in. How will these truths change your in-the-moment moments today, this week, this month, the rest of this year, this brief life that we have? All right, let's keep reading verse 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Compassion, another benefit to add to our list from God, uh, from this God that deserves our face down adoration. Compassion, you can add that to your list. Why does he show us compassion? Because he remembers where we came from. He remembers our meager existence began with dust and his will To form us. This building block that God used to form us into his image. He remembers that we're dust. And we should also remember that. And we should also remember what follows. Which is where we began on today's podcast. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place knows it no more. Life is short. So let's live in this moment. In the full knowledge of the benefits bestowed upon us. By a loving, compassionate Merciful God. Verse 17, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. I just love the generational blessing that um, is found in these verses his righteousness to children's children. <laughs> And and the steadfast again, you know. Yes, that's a benefit to us, but just a reminder of the steadfast love of the Lord. I hadn't, I didn't count, but it's coming up as I'm even looking at it again today, reading back over again for you the steadfast love. I wonder how many times that word steadfast is used in that psalm. That could be a little side project for you to count that. But I love reading the verses <clears throat> about our lives being so temporary, in context of the truth that God is from everlasting to everlasting. Our obedience to his covenants and his commandments comes from remembering the benefits that we have in him. And what an awesome contrast, you know, flowers and grass in a field that will blow away versus God's everlasting throne in heaven, ruling over all. And let's end in verse 20, where it says, bless the Lord. Oh, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And there's no better way to end this amazing refocusing tool of a psalm than to come back to how we started blessing God, worshiping him, adoring him. And it isn't an interesting, the created beings closest to understanding the glory of our God enthroned in the heavenlies David calls them to bless the Lord along with all of the works of the Lord. That's us too, by the way. And and like a sermon to his own soul, David cries out, bless the Lord, O my soul. Right? So his angels, his ministers, all his hosts who do his will, the ones that are, are ministering to him, even in this moment in the throne room, <clears throat> he's calling on them to bless him, which of course is what they're already doing, as we've seen um, in other verses, like in Revelation and things like that, we see. That that's what they're already doing. But like a sermon to his own soul, David cries out, bless the Lord. And I don't know a better way to stay in the moment than to refocus my soul on the benefits of faith in God. He is worthy of praise, whether or not he blessed us in these profound ways. But he has blessed us in these profound ways. He has lavished on us grace and mercy and love. It's who he is and it's who we are in him. And it would do us well to bless him and to not forget the benefits that he already has placed on our lives when we placed our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior. So what's next? We'll read and meditate on Psalm 103 this week. Use the bites of starting with God and making a list of the benefits from him detailed in this psalm. Read the psalm out loud. Turn the, the benefits of this psalm or, or into prayers and pray and, and words of praise. And by all means, bless the Lord this week. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michelleknizat.com. Hop on Twitter at michelleknizat or Instagram at michelleknizat. My public page on Facebook is michelleknizat, and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. This challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days, and I walk you through it day by day, giving you um, little bites and some extra resources. It can be as simple as uh, a one-sentence email and a one minute video, or uh, I also link back to some additional podcasts and other resources for you as you make this commitment, you're never too late to jump in. You just submit your name and email address to michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Super simple. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Omawumi from Nigeria, Marie from Georgia. Sokaluhi from South Africa. I probably mispronounced both my Nigerian and South African friends' names. I'm very sorry for that. Teresa from South Carolina and Susan from Kentucky. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website. This is what you'll get when you subscribe. You get a one-page resource of my top five bites I think this will be a really great place for you to start. Today, I threw out several. I, I threw out a whole bunch of bites. So, And so my top five are on this one-page resource. It's a, um, a great place to start. And then subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode. And you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my podcast from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to MichelleNeedsThat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This encourages me, of course, but also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Bev, who writes, I want to thank you for sharing your gifts and talents. Music speaks to my soul and your podcasts are a beautiful and inspiring blessing. I look forward to your weekly podcast and spending time with God. You have been instrumental in opening my eyes and heart Thank you. Ah, Well, thank you, Bev. I'm really honored that God has allowed me to be a part of his story in your life. Uh, Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using There Was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton to lead us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash three, three, two. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.